And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Um, a lot, a lot of stuff to get to today. Um, Nikki Haley is resigning as the United Nations ambassador. Um, a lot of uh, polling data coming out in the last couple days uh, that's looking pretty promising for Republicans. Um, and Hillary Clinton basically um, endorsing violence against Republicans, essentially. <laughs> So a, a crazy week, crazy news cycle, a lot to get to. Before I get to the news, uh, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at 1776 United. 1776 United is my favorite conservative apparel company. They really are the best in the business. All of their stuff is super high quality. They have anything you want, any kind of uh, shirt, tank, sweatshirt, hoodie, hat, anything you want for both men and women. It's very high quality stuff. Everything's super soft. Um, and they have all kinds of stuff too, not just um, apparel. Um, but all of their designs are super creative. It's all patriotic, conservative stuff. Super creative, great looking shirts. You really need to check these guys out. Um, you can find them at 1776united.com um, and make sure you use the promo code gimmicks. That is the promo code gimmicks for 15% off of your order. Once again, that is 1776united.com. I also want to say hi to our sponsors over at Premier Vapor. If you're smoking, you want to quit, or if you vape already, you need to check out Premier Vapor. They have, they're the absolute best. They have any kind of tank, battery, mod, coil, anything you need for your vape setup, they have. They have the largest selection of premium e-liquid anywhere in the country. All their stuff is delicious. It's made safely and professionally in their lab out in California. It is really great stuff. If you're in Northwest Ohio, um, they have two physical locations in Perrysburg and Holland, Ohio. Uh, both of their physical stores uh, have a great deal on e-liquid right now, and it's all premium e-liquid. It is, it's premium, and you know, for anybody that vapes, you know that there's a huge difference between normal e-liquid and premium e-liquid. But uh, yeah, both their physical locations have uh, really, really great prices on e-liquid right now. Um, if you're not in the area, check them out at PremierVaporAndLounge.com. That is PremierVaporAndLounge.com. They'll give you free shipping on all orders over 35 bucks. And if you haven't already, guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud if you're on iTunes. Please give us a five-star rating and a good review. That really helps us out. Um, that helps us uh, you know, move up the iTunes charts and, and all that good stuff. Um, and if you like what you're hearing and you want to get involved, you can check us out over on Patreon. Download the Patreon app or uh, find us at patreon.com slash the Podcast. You can contribute monthly over there, and there's cool incentives if you choose to do so. Uh, if not, just, you know, Make sure you're sharing this stuff all over Twitter and Facebook and help us get the word out. We really appreciate that. Okay, lots to get to today. Um, Nikki Haley, the uh, the ambassador to the United Nations, uh, has offered uh, her resignation to President Trump, and, and President Trump has accepted. Um, a lot of conservatives are, are really sad about this. They really like uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, I think she was doing a pretty pretty damn good job over, over at the U.N., um, there were some things I, I've disagreed with Nikki Haley on, uh, mostly Syria. Um, she kind of waded into a little bit of like the neocon territory, um, talking about Syria. But overall, she's done a really good job. Uh, and she had another thing I disagreed on. <laughs> she did that speech for, uh, I forget 
I forget for who, maybe Turning Point USA or something like that, where she said uh, she basically denounced owning the libs, which obviously I can't really support that. There's there's certainly a time and place for uh, owning the libs, even if I do understand the sentiment. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she'll be uh, resigning effective the end of the year, so she's staying on until the end of the year. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to be any kind of... Uh, weirdness going on, no animosity or anything. Uh, she seemed very friendly with President Trump that did a news conference yesterday on that. Um, you know, she she has a couple young kids and, and a husband who live in South Carolina, where she's the former governor, um, and she works all week in New York. Uh, I, I think her kids are young teenagers. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's similar to Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, uh, resigning in November. I mean, he's got a bunch of kids. They live in Wisconsin, right? And <laughs> both Ryan and... Uh, and Nikki Haley are both in their mid forties. You know, they they're probably tired of missing their kids grow up, and you know, it's a tough job. You're working eighteen hour days, and it's very stressful. So I don't I don't look down on on either one of them for wanting to uh, take some time off and spend time with their families. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Also, for everybody that thought this was a big deal, nothing the UN does is a big deal. Like I, I do not care about the UN. Like. I wish we would pull out of the UN altogether. I mean, they're just a, it's a joke. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. Um, you know, if Mos Eisley is, is a wretched hive of scum and villainy, then I don't even know what you would call the UN because it's much worse than, than the fictional city of <laughs> Mos Eisley. I mean, I, I'd rather just pull out of the whole damn thing and, and tell the UN to kick rocks, you know, find a new building because we want ours back in, in Manhattan. You know, I I don't really think this is a big deal. And I'm sure for all the fans of Nikki Haley out there, you know, she's 45 or 46, something like that. She's going to, she'll have a long career in Republican politics going forward, whatever she does next. I'm sure she's not going to go away. Um, let's talk about some really good news. Um, and that is a lot of poll, a lot of new polls coming out last night and early this morning. Um, and I'm going to focus on uh, some key Senate races. And, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt because some of these polls could be outliers. You know, y- you want to wait, you know, a couple weeks and look at kind of the average of all the polls. But um, it, it's really looking like Republicans are getting a huge bump on the back of Brett Kavanaugh uh, being confirmed to the Supreme Court. I really think the Democrats handling of Brett Kavanaugh will prove to be one of the, the biggest political blunders in, in recent history. Um, because all the momentum seems to be shifting towards the Republicans. Uh, A new ABC poll shows Republican Congresswoman Martha McSally up six points against socialist uh, Kirsten Sinema uh, in the Arizona Senate race to replace the retiring uh, Republican Jeff Flake. Um, They've basically been polling even with with McSally. You know, I think the real clear politics average was her up about a point, point and a half. Um, So this new ABC poll is showing her up six points, which is huge. That's really a seat that the Republicans can't afford to lose. Uh, in, in, in the Tennessee Senate race to replace uh, retiring Republican Bob Corker, uh, it's funny, Taylor Swift, who, who usually doesn't talk about politics, told her fans to vote Democrat uh, over the weekend and endorsed former Democratic Governor Phil Bredesen in, in that Tennessee Senate race. And then immediately Marsha Blackburn, <laughs> the Republican congresswoman running against Bredesen, uh, a new poll by CBS now shows uh, Blackburn is leading by eight points after essentially running neck and neck um, with Bredis in the last couple months. So Blackburn up big in Tennessee. Um, I don't know if Taylor Swift is like a Republican operative or something. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Maybe this just proves what I've always known is that people really do not give a shit 
who uh, celebrities endorse. I don't think anybody's going to change their vote based on Taylor Swift. Um, but if anything, Taylor Swift <laughs> has driven more voters uh, to the Republican Party. Um, Marsha Blackburn is up big there. Um, Josh Hawley in um, in Missouri has has expanded his lead over incumbent Democrat uh, Claire McCaskill uh, to uh, eight points. He's up 52-44 in a new poll out today. Um, over Claire McCaskill. He'd basically been polling even. Um, I think the RCP average had Holly up about a half a point. Um, so we'll see. This could be an outlier poll showing him up eight. Um, that is a pretty big jump in, uh, I believe, a week since the last polling data in Missouri came out. But uh, this also could be a trend. I mean, it could be a, tr- a trend and he could really pull away. Um, in North Dakota, uh, Heidi Heidkamp is toast. I mean, her goose is absolutely cooked. Um, the incumbent Democrat from up there in North Dakota. Um, she's down 12 points to Kevin Kramer, the Republican congressman. Uh, and she's not coming back from that. I mean, she may lose by 15 to 17 when it's all said and done. Um, as you guys remember last week, she voted against uh, Brett Kavanaugh um, in a state where basically 70% of the population wanted Kavanaugh confirmed. So I, I think Heidi Heitkamp kind of knew she was done, just kind of did whatever she wanted to try to you know, stay on good terms with the Democratic Party in her post post political career. Um, maybe she wants a job, you know, at CNN or MSNBC, something like that. But that that's a seat that's going to be easily, easily flipped um, to the GOP. We all remember our friend Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke, Bobby Franks for short, um, who I, is just as Irish as me. Literally, the Leonards and the O'Rourkes come from the same clan in Northern Ireland, so uh, he's probably my cousin or something like that. I'm Irish as shit. If that tells you how Irish Beto O'Rourke is, uh, despite his ridiculous Hispanic nickname, Beto. Uh, yeah, Ted Cruz is, is up nine points over O'Rourke uh, in, in a poll from that came out last night, a CBS poll. Obviously, it was a long shot that Democrats were going to flip Texas, but um, yeah, thank goodness Cruz, Cruz is going to pull away with this. He's up nine in this most recent poll. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins by... 10 to 12. Um, a Republican who is probably the, the most vulnerable Republican up for re-election this year, Dean Heller, uh, the incumbent from Nevada, had been pulling behind uh, uh, his Democratic challenger for most of the race. A new poll out this morning now shows him up three points. Um, like I said, it could be an outlier or it could be a trend. Um, that was a seat that Democrats really thought they could pick up, and Dean Heller uh, is now up three points, according to this new poll. So maybe that trend will continue. Um, Bill Nelson, the, the the Democratic incumbent senator in Florida, uh, his lead, he, he had about a five-point lead over Governor Rick Scott uh, in, in that Senate race. Uh, his, the Real Clear Politics average, uh, let me see, is down to two points, a little over two points, 2.3 points is Bill Nelson's lead over Governor Scott. Um, so that, that race is narrowing very quickly. Um, and there's a, there's a very good shot. It's already within the margin of error, obviously. Um, and there's a good chance Rick Scott pulls that out. So I, I really don't think there's a way at this point for Democrats, unless something crazy happens, uh, I really don't think there's a way that the Democrats take the Senate. I still do think they're going to narrowly take the House. Um, we'll see. Um, 
I'll kind of make a prediction on the house in a couple weeks once we get closer. Um, and I'm going to be taking a look at these polling numbers like every two weeks. I'm going to do some predictions here today. I'm going to look at the polling data again in two weeks. And then I'll, I'll do the final predictions for the midterm elections the Monday before, um, which would be November 7th, I believe. But right now, just looking at all these numbers, and I'm on Real Clear Politics right now, I, I think that I'm going to make my prediction for the for the Senate. I think Republicans flip Missouri and North Dakota easily. And I believe that Rick Scott, uh, who's very popular down in Florida, um, I think he's going to pull it out in Florida as well. And I don't think that uh, Democrats will be able to take Dean Heller's seat. I don't think they will take the Arizona seat. I don't think they'll take the Tennessee seat. I don't think Republicans Republicans aren't going to take down Bob Menendez in New Jersey. I don't think they're going to take down uh, Tester out in Montana, even though the they are polling pretty even out there. There's a chance Republicans uh, take out Joe Donnelly in Indiana. Uh, Donnelly's up about 2.5 points in the Real Clear Politics average. But uh, I'll make a conservative uh, prediction right now. I think Republicans pick up three seats in the Senate. Uh, to extend their majority in the Senate to 54-46. That's my prediction. And I'll do uh, another set of predictions here in two weeks. How's that? That sound good? All right, good. Another big asset for Republicans. <laughs> Man, and I, we've, we've said this a lot before, but it, it's true. It still holds true. Another big asset for Republicans is Hillary Rodham Clinton, <laughs> really. I, I honestly, I honestly believe that every time she opens her mouth, it's going to fire up Republicans and it's going to drive people away from the Democratic Party. She gave a doozy of an interview uh, last night, where she basically endorsed political violence. Not, she didn't say, "Yeah, go harm Republicans," but she didn't not say that either. <laughs> okay, um, here's a quote from Hillary Clinton last night: "Quote: You cannot be civil." With a, political, with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we're fortunate enough to win back the House and Senate, that's when civility can start again. She was asked about, you know, the political unrest and the lack of civility in this country. She basically, I mean, she's saying, well, not basically, she's clearly saying, don't be civil to Republicans because Republicans are evil. Okay, what is, what is she suggesting that her supporters should do? Kill Republicans? Uh, punch Republicans, beat Republicans with sticks, throw Molotov cocktails through Republicans' windows. I mean, don't be civil to them. Well, what's the opposite of being civil? Being violent? Maybe, you know, we can give Hillary Clinton the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she actually doesn't want to kill Republicans or harm Republicans. Maybe she just wants to harass Republicans, like we've been seeing everywhere. Maybe she just wants Republicans to get death threats. To have leftists harass them in their offices and in restaurants and at their homes. Maybe she doesn't want to kill them. She just wants their personal information to be doxxed. Their cell phone numbers, their addresses, where their families sleep. Good Lord. This kind of rhetoric is extremely dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. It's, it's so irresponsible of the leader of the Democratic Party, which is still Hillary, Hillary Clinton, the standard bearer of the Democratic Party saying, do not be civil to Republicans. What's the opposite of being civil? I don't know. You decide. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky said, 
yesterday also that he's afraid a Republican's going to be assassinated. And I agree with him. I think a Republican or multiple Republicans are going to be assassinated in the next year. That would not surprise me at all. And Rand Paul would know. A leftist attacked him, broke six of his ribs, and sent him to the hospital. Republican Congressman Steve Scalise was shot. People are sending ricin, which is a, a poison, to, to James Mattis, to Mad Dog. They're, they're, this is ridiculous. Senator Gardner from, uh, from Colorado, his wife, uh, they, their cell phone numbers were doxxed by leftists. And uh, his wife received a video on her cell phone of a beheading, threatening to behead them. The thing is, the Democratic Party, they seem fine with this type of harassment. At the very least, at the very least, harassment. At the very least, they're fine with the doxing of Republican elected officials and their families. At the very least, they're fine with Republicans being chased out of restaurants and harassed at their offices. At the least, that's giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're only okay with harassment. That they're only okay with the doxing. But they don't really, they don't denounce Antifa, who's a domestic terrorist organization, out there throwing Molotov cocktails, beating people with bike locks. They're fine with that. I mean, these these leftist politicians, they're not saying, oh, go beat people with bike locks. But they they don't seem too worked up over it. They do not seem too broken up over it. This is ridiculous. And just the notion that, oh, no, we'll, we, we'll be civil as soon as we're back in power. No, we're not going to be civil because we're not in power. Can you imagine if Republicans said that when Barack Obama con- was in the White House and the Democrats controlled the House and the Senate? What if Republicans said, no, we're not going to be civil until we're in power? Now we want our supporters to go beat people, harass, harass them at their homes and offices, dox them. Can you imagine? How would the media cover that if the roles were reversed? My goodness. At the very least, these leftists are okay with harassment. I'm not saying they'd be happy to see Republicans assassinated. But, I don't know. They're not doing anything to, to ease tensions. They're not doing anything to, to calm things down. They're riling up their base of frothing at the mouth, violent, leftist, mob you know, rioters. I mean, they're they're riling up the mob because the mob is their base. You know, the Republican base are you know the the Tea Party folks or the you know whatever. When Tea when the you you guys remember back in two thousand ten two thousand twelve, you know when when Tea Party activists would would do a a march or a rally or something, they'd leave the streets cleaner than than it was before. Like they weren't beating people up, they weren't trashing people, they weren't like destroying property or, or littering or anything like that. The, the leftist mob is nothing like that. They're nothing like the Tea Party. They're violent. They're angry. I don't know. I, I, I agree with Rand Paul. I, it, it does concern me that a Republican is going to be assassinated. I, I hope they hire security. I, or, and if not, I hope they're armed. And I hope they know how to shoot straight. Because the Democratic Party is violent. They're angry. And their leaders are egging them on. That's the Democratic Party. Vote accordingly (laughs) on November 8th. Uh, I'm Brady Leonard. I will be back on Monday. No gimmicks.